0: news and this is the punch out we're following the news all day so you don't have to giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be and on today's episode of The Punch Out, we're talking about how Iran's elections are being held hostage to U.S. election results that could come tomorrow. We're talking about the Kentucky State Police using Hitler quotes in a training slideshow. Yeah, that, that's right. We'll get to that. But before we get to any of that, first, we are turning to the state of North Carolina. <laughs> And that is the sound of protesters being pepper sprayed in the Tar Heel state of North Carolina. Somewhere between 8 and 12, it seems, were arrested. And this was all a part of a peaceful demonstration that was aimed at promoting voting. And those pepper sprayed included young children. So yes, people protesting got pepper sprayed. Some got arrested, essentially just for trying to vote. Now, the events in question took place on Saturday in Graham, North Carolina. North Carolina, of course, a key swing state this year. A local pastor... It organized a march of about 200 people from a church to a polling place in Graham's, very nonviolent, just marching, chanting, all that sort of stuff. A lot of flags uh, had a very strong focus on progressive issues like the movement for black lives. There were BLM lives fluttering, but you know, the mayor of a neighboring town was there. It was all in all very straightforward event, very much in line with something we see a lot in the times close to election, very common for religious leaders, especially in the black community to organize these sorts of events that link the act of voting in a particular election, in this case tomorrow or then when they were early voting on Saturday, to the broader history of the fight for the right to vote and to civil rights and black liberation more broadly. Now... In that vein, at one point, protesters took a knee for eight minutes of silence in honor of George Floyd. That's it. They just took a knee after a peaceful protest march for eight minutes in honor of George Floyd, again, as part of a march to go down to the downtown and for people to vote. What could be more All-American than that? Well... Doesn't matter to the police because at that moment they declared it to be an unlawful demonstration of some sort and just started pepper spraying people including three children and also dismantled the sound system set up on courthouse steps so there could be a little bit of a rally before people went in to vote. Now why did this happen? There was no disturbance, no law breaking of any kind but according to the police they always have an excuse it's allegedly because organizers had failed to request a road. closure permit in order to take a knee. I don't even know what that means. So you can have 200 people march down the street without any sort of road closure permit, and that's fine. But if they take a knee to honor a brutal murder, or really to honor the life of someone who was brutally murdered by the police, then somehow there are quote-unquote safety concerns. That's what they said it was about. And even given all of that, then you just have to randomly pepper spray people to address all of these issues. Oh, and by the way, there was no warning at all according to people who were there before this pepper spray was just unleashed on the crowd. Now... Thankfully, it does seem that a number of people were ultimately able to vote. But this was obviously an attempted provocation that was designed to make people think that there was something wrong with participating in an event that was promoting voting, that was promoting the movement for black lives, that was talking about the fight for civil rights, for black liberation. Obviously, this is thuggish intimidation, and it really tells you a number of things about this country. One, it tells you that the whole election chaos issue isn't just about tomorrow night, that it's happening now and it's happening already, and secondly, it's reminding us that the attack on the right to vote is, as it's always been, centered on intimidating Black people for daring to exercise their so-called rights. (laughs) It's hard to even really know how to start this next story. So I'm just going to get right into it for some time, perhaps from 2005 until 2013. We know it ended in 2013. The Kentucky State Police used a slideshow in their police officer training program that quoted from Hitler multiple times. Yes, Hitler multiple times i am not making this up as the new york times notes quote the quotations attributed to hitler the genocidal leader of nazi germany and robert e lee the confederate general are included among 33 slides that were shown to cadets in the kentucky state police academy as part of a slideshow entitled the warrior mindset I mean, there's so much you could get into here, but let's just real quick. Kentucky State Police have a slideshow for people trying to become state police officers where in that slideshow titled The Warrior Mindset, they have multiple quotations associated with Hitler. One of the main quotes attributed to Hitler in the slideshow was, quote, the very first essential for success is a perpetually constant and regular employment of violence A perpetually constant and regular employment of violence. Mm. Just a reminder here that it's the same state police department that was brought in to help investigate the situation around Breonna Taylor. Another one of these Hitler quotes. Yes, there are more than one. Another one of the Hitler quotes is, quote, "...be the loving father, spouse, and friend as well as the ruthless killer." Now again, this sideshow is titled The Warrior Mindset. It's quoting Hitler multiple times. There's also some non-Hitler quotes, including quote, warriors always fight to the death. They never quit. End quote. Yup. This slideshow was created by a non-retired police officer, a now-retired police officer, I should say, he's now retired, who had been the second-in-command at the police academy. Second-in-command, a commander of a regional post, and a commander in internal affairs, a guy who made a slideshow quoting Hitler multiple times, was the guy who was involved in investigating other cops With wrongdoing. What is going on? This is shocking. I mean, maybe it shouldn't be shocking, but come on here. Now, the story was first broken in the manual red eye from the manual high school in Louisville, where student journalists there were able to obtain these shocking documents that were revealed as part of a lawsuit against some of these state troopers. So hats off, by the way, to these young people for this great reporting that has now gone all around the world. And unfortunately, though, I have to say, as as stunning as this is, that they were quoting Hitler multiple times in the Kentucky State Police Academy officially, the issue of police violence and white supremacists being deeply intertwined has a very long history in the U.S., as Professor George chicherell Marr told us on Breakthrough News recently. Be be clear that the Fraternal Order of Police is a is a quasi fascist organization. If you look at what they call for, they call for absolute police impunity. Uh, they don't want any kind of civilian oversight uh, of what is essentially a paramilitary organization. So while we're incredibly concerned about the problem and about others and we should draw attention to the relationship between overt white supremacy and police and the military we should also understand that these institutions that are upheld and trusted uh, by you know joe biden and the democratic party um you know joe biden is of course encouraging the increased funding of the police these are organizations that carry out everyday white supremacy as well Well, Iran's presidential elections are not until next year, but it's worth noting that quite a bit seems to be riding on this year's U.S. presidential elections, which just right there, should tell you something about American imperialism, that people in Iran's lives, or rather, the quality of their lives, is totally dependent on the policies of a U.S. president that they have no influence over and, of course, cannot vote for. Now, the current president of Iran, Hassan Rouhani, and his supporters, often termed reformists in the Western media, have seen their support pretty much totally crater, which is Unsurprising in many ways because their appeal was heavily based on the Iran nuclear deal and the idea that they could reverse the endless tide of sanctions that that country had been facing up until the time of the nuclear deal. And for a couple years, Seemed like a good idea, but then Trump became president and instituted the maximum pressure campaign, which has taken a very, very heavy toll on the country. I and mean, it's interfered with everything from, you know, coronavirus. I mean, really anything you could imagine uh, in terms of critical services have been deeply interfered with. Because of these these heavy, heavy sanctions. Now, some are predicting that this overall strategy of of pinning the hopes for the turning around of the economy and other things on a renewed nuclear deal. Some people are thinking this could come back around if Joe Biden wins the presidency, as he is claiming that he's going to come back to the Iran deal. That, however, is not a done deal. First off, many Democrats supported Trump's actions in the first place and do not, in fact, support a return to the Iran deal. An even larger group has a relatively similar position as French President Emmanuel Macron, who, when Trump was trying to pull out, was promoting a a third course, if you will, uh, which would be that it should be renegotiated to address issues around long-range missiles. This is something that Iran has said they will never do. So, you know, let's hope for sure it would certainly be good if there was a certainly into sanctions and a reduction of tensions uh, in Iran and in the broader region, but nothing is assured here, which is exactly why election trends in Iran are swinging back towards the so-called hardline camp that, among other things, promotes turning its back on any rapprochement with the West— the United States especially, who they state can't be trusted, and that any deal with America or Europe is bound to be fool's gold. Now, how all this plays out, who knows, again, this election is next year, a lot can happen, but again, the most notable thing about it, at least in our current context of American elections that are addressing this issue in terms of the Iran nuclear deal and Iran sanctions is that Iranians have no ability to decide their own destiny outside of Americans determining the boundaries of what they can and cannot do, and that Should be something that Americans think about Especially when we're talking about What the major political parties are promoting Is that really the type of world That we want to be promoted In our names And that's going to do it for us here Today on The Punch Out Just a quick promo Tomorrow 9 p.m eastern standard time breakthrough news we're gonna have live election night coverage so join us bt newsroom across all your social media platforms 9 p.m eastern standard time live election coverage here on breakthrough news so be there with us tuesday november 3rd looking forward to it but that'll do it for today's punch out